if there is a problem in in physics mathematics or engineering in front of you and somebody offers you a particular solution do you just go to the last step and accept the conclusion is that scientific or rational do we do that no we don't do that what do we do if a conclusion has been offered to us the conclusion is the last thing we focus on what do we focus on we focus on the process we focus on the assumptions that the problem solver is making have you started for example with a hypothesis have you made the hypothesis explicit or are you just hiding your assumptions then in the problem solving mechanism there are let's say 21 steps involved assuming a simple kind of problem is each step of the problem logically related to the previous and next one or is it so that step number 12 is disconnected to step 11 and something totally unrelated comes up at step number 13 and we accept it how does one step follow from the preceding one right when we are solving a problem in academics or wherever this is the way we proceed and if we don't proceed this way we know what happens Hmm? the problem does not really get solved the solution won't work if you have written for example a computer program it won't compile it won't run if you have tried to solve a problem in mathematics the solution would be false or unattainable worse still there is often an evaluator who will mark you zero on your solution why because he'll be able to see through your thinking by looking at the various steps you are following but when it comes to an influencer often the medium of consumption is the video is that true that's how you and the pace at which the solution is delivered is quite fast often it is deliberately kept fast and we do not have time to pause and think over what has been said equally the video medium offers you an opportunity to simply press the pause button does it not why do you allow the influencer to run away with whatever he wants to serve you make him halt ask him so this is what you just said and it was a short sentence of let's say just eight words i want to question you here he'll want to simply hop over he'll want to quickly jump to the next thing you shouldn't allow him to go to the next sentence if the previous one itself has not been justified or established can i go to the next step of solving a problem in differential calculus when the previous one itself is faulty and forget about moving from one step to other can i even start solving the problem if my assumptions are all wrong not only they might be totally wrong 
more commonly they are not even explicitly stated in statistics for example when you solve a problem you often have to start with hypothesis hmm and what do you do you openly state your hypothesis forget about statistics when in class 6 we were dealing with basic ideas of congruency etc and there were problems how did we start let there be a triangle abc and then there is a similar triangle xyz and this was stated right at the beginning of the solution is that not true you are making your assumption obvious now the person who is coming to you first of all is he assuming something assumptions are dangerous secondly even if he is assuming something is he accepting that he is operating on assumptions that does not often happen and we lack both attention and time so for example a youtube video comes to you and you start watching it and within 5 to 7 minutes something just runs over you we have not been trained in critical thinking when it comes to matters of life we know how to think critically but all that skill all that training we have somehow reserved only for problems dealing with science and technology etc not for problems that deal with life itself i find it very interesting and also saddening obviously there are a lot of people who do very well in science and technology etc in their personal spheres are often deeply superstitious how are these two things possible these are possible because the same education that told us to think sharply so as to clear the je for example told us to keep all the thinking prowess aside when it comes to life issues like uh, like motivation like purposefulness hmm? uh, like friendship like time management like values huh? like money like love when it comes to all these we behave in the same primitive ways as any uneducated person would believe me as the trend is if you are mostly btech students here how many btech students here lots a majority of us do not directly serve the field of our education what then is the point in passing through all these years of rigorous training there is a point the point is that the mind should become accustomed to looking at anything in life with inquiry even if you do not work as a mechanical engineer after having 
a degree or even a PG in mechanical engineering, still, if you can retain the faculty of critical thought, your education has not been wasted on you. But we do not retain that. In the classroom, we are very inquisitive. In life, we are simply submissive and subordinate. We just accept anything. There is a circuit diagram and there is a certain flow of current and you will want to know why there are certain fluctuations, where is the impedance coming from, what is going on. And there is resistance and impedance within the mind that we take as just natural and normal and we do not go into it. Why? And you will find it very interesting that the knowers who came up with the verses in Vedant were actually taking a process that is very similar to the kind of process you take when you want to solve a scientific problem. Is that not highly liberating? You are so near yet so far. The sages were scientists in one sense, scientists who proceeded through the honest and rigor method of experimentation, observation and independent verification. That's exactly what you also do in your labs and workshops, don't you? Huh? You solve a problem and you start claiming I have solved it. Will that work? No. It has to be independently verified. If there is no one else to verify it, then you should be the verifier at some other point in time. Because the problem is internal and it might appear solved in one mood, in one frame of mind. So return to the solution two days later and question yourself. Is it solved? Does it still stand solved as it appeared two days back? We don't do that. And that's the reason why very, very ordinary and mediocre people succeed in fooling us. I appreciate the question. People with very little worth, very little understanding of life are able to preach even to distinguished audiences like the one here. How does that become possible? The fellow might be working as a scientist in ISRO or DRDO or probably even in NASA. And he regularly bows down to some primitive peddler of local kind of superstition. Amazing. Now this is magic. How does it even become possible? The fellow leads a state-of-the-art research lab in Europe, Zurich. But cannot begin his day without looking at one particular direction in the sky, eating one particular kind of dairy product. And some 
brainwashed kind of fellow vis visits his home and he'll organize a great function to welcome and facilitate him. Why have you compartmentalized the mind in two halves? Why do you say that mathematics has to be applied only to numbers? Mathematics is not necessarily numerical. You get what I am trying to say. Why can't the same spirit of inquiry be present to everything in life when that same inquiry I will not accept without verification. I will not take anything just because it seems to be coming from a particular authority or high seat or respectable position. I will not take it. The first freedom is to be free to question. To question others and to question yourself. I feel like doing this, but why? Why should I be a dictator unto myself? So, if you have a book written by those influencers, pause at every sentence. Though most of them don't write books, they don't have anything worth writing. Pause at every sentence, analyze. Just refuse to move to the next sentence till you are contented with the current one and the previous ones. And if they are saying something in video or audio form, we said the pause button is always there. Don't let them, as they say in English, pull a fast one. You understand what it means to pull a fast one? The magician on the stage does it just so cleanly and so swiftly that the audience is unable to catch the trick. Don't let them get away with this. Don't let him pull a fast one, I repeat. And then people sometimes ask me and they seem a bit irritated. They say, Sir, why do you give so many gaps when you are speaking? Sometimes you seem to pause even for a minute, 60 entire seconds. Why do you do that? And I ask them, what is your problem? If I give you thinking space, if I give you breathing space, you know what the problem is? We are accustomed to being steamrolled. Just come and run me over. Don't give me time and opportunity to think because I have lost the capacity to think. And if you will give me the opportunity to think, I will feel irritated. I can imagine. I can waste myself in worries. Fancies and dreams I like. But critical thinking I abhor. Why must that be the case? Please. And remember, the world throw so many things at you continuously. If you will not have the filter of thought and inquiry, you will be enslaved and exploited. You live in a world full of ignorant beings and when you are ignorant, 
you are violent and exploitative. That's a rule. When you are ignorant, you do not know yourself. When you do not know yourself, how do you take care of your anxiety and lack of fulfillment? You try to do that by exploiting another human being or animal or whatsoever is there in the world. You have too many desperate people around you and they do not know what they are desperate for. But they feel the unease. They feel the internal pain and anger. So they'll do anything to somehow get rid of their suffering. And how do they want to get rid of their suffering? By exploiting others.